Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jen Mertland? Oh, I'm fired up today. You're in. Oh, I know. I know. I, and actually, I don't even know what I was thinking introducing you to this guy because you two are going to gang up on me. Yes. And I don't know. This That's is your right. fault. All right. All right, let, let me tell you what we're going to do today, and then I'm going to introduce you to our very special guest. So, as always, thank you for joining us. We love having you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for doing all the things. We appreciate you. And today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this. Actually, I'm probably just going to get left in the parking lot or something <laughs> on this one. But the question is, are for sale by owners, FISBOs as we call them, are FISBOs still a viable source of business? Are FISBOs a viable source of business? And so we have called in the heavy hitter today. Yes. The heavy hitter, Kevin Yoder. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Jen and Monica, for having me here. This is like the topic. And so I'm just fired up to share with you, to fight with you today about this and uh, bring some insights. I'm, I'm, of course, want to bring a lot of value. So I have a practical experience in this very thing right here we're talking about. Yes, and I can't, wait to, I can't wait to get after it with you guys. Yes, yes, you do. So I got introduced to Kevin through a Bob Proctor program that I'm taking, a little coaching program, and Kevin is leading it. He's a certified Bob Proctor or what do they call that? The Institute now? I think right. it's Proctor Gallery. People get confused. They call it Proctor Gamble. So sometimes I like to say, hey, you know, Proctor, I'm a certified <laughs> Bob, yeah, Bob, yeah. Right? Bob's the homie. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. And through these conversations with Kevin, I realized that he is the goat of all things FISBO and he is having massive success and he's got a really cool approach. And I know it's going to appeal to you, whether you've tried FISBOs before, whether you've never tried FISBOs, whether you're doing it right now, like it doesn't matter. You're going to want to stay tuned into this episode because I'm like Kevin said, he's going to bring a lot of value, I think. So Kevin is in the Michigan Grand Rapids, Michigan market. And how long have you been an agent, Kevin? 20 years, about 20 Yay. years and two months. Yeah. Happy anniversary. I'm right Thank behind you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Kevin, though, the real question Monica said is for sale by owners still a viable option. Like, did they ever go away as an option? Good question. I like I love I love that insert of still in there as though they yeah. they they went away, but guess what? They never went away. <laughs> I think who goes away is the agents go away and oh. they don't they just stop calling. So okay. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good, it's a great question. Let's see, let's, we're going to, we're going to cover this today really well. So, well, how did you get into for sale by owners? How long have you been doing it? What have you figured out lately? Like, give us like just a little bit of background. I, I will. So I, I'm going to bring it back. So I said 20 years in real estate. When I first started out the first eight years, I wasn't doing any active lead generation. It was mostly referrals, sphere of influence, past clients. Oh, hey. oh you are a concierge hey. agent. Oh. <laughs> As you're doing your happy hands. You I was broke with my hand which represents a road <laughs> to drive okay oh that's because you weren't following a system you were just waiting for the referrals to come in let me guess 
right? Yeah, listen, whatever it was, here's what I knew. I knew that I could do more, okay? I knew that I was definitely capable of accomplishing more business and selling more homes, helping more people. And I needed to grab a hold of something that I could just go deep in and do it better than everybody else. And so insert 2000, somewhere around 2011, I was done with mediocrity. I said, that's it. More, I'm going to go for it. Hired a coach, hired my first assistant, and just went absolutely deep and expired. Now, this is in the market with tanking, and I grabbed hold of them, and I was taking like a lot. Like, I remember June of 2011, I took 23 expired listings all by myself. I didn't have only expired, by the way. So, that is something I did tenaciously for a good part of five, six years until the market started to. How long, let me back up for a second. How long are you on the phone each day or how many contacts were you making each day to get those results? Do you remember? Yeah, back then, I mean, the number is still about the same, usually an hour and a half, two hours a day. Wow, that was like shooting fish in a barrel then. You know, I was on the phone today for 40 minutes and I I set an appointment. And because I still was within my time allotment, I just kept on rolling. Why not? I'm already on a momentum, right? Yeah. So like, and this is the thing I want people to pull out of this. It's like, if you could live the life and make all the money that you wanted, live the life you always dreamed of, even if you make more money than you want, you can donate the rest. If you could do that in an hour and a half or two hours, but the commitment has to be five days a week for the next, let's say 10 years, (laughs) five, whatever. I don't care. Would you do it? I'm out. Please stop it, Monica. That is a really great question. I think it's a worthy question to ask the real estate professional. What I believe is true is that I think that the reason why many don't, and this doesn't apply to everybody, but most agents did not realize they were getting into a sales business. They did not, no one told them that. The wake up call did never happen. So they realized, oh my God, like I'm actually in a sales role. Where they don't know how to sell. Actually, I got a better question, Kevin. If you were as committed to generating leads as you were to going to brunch, would your business, not you, I think. That's you. (laughs) I'm trying to normalize brunch and happy hour as the two main Mm -hmm. meals of the day. You know, but I mean, a lot of agents are like that, right? Agents listening are like that. They're committed to going out with their friends. Like if you show that level of commitment to generating leads in this way, damn. What would happen? What would happen? There's so much in your question. We could spend hours (laughs) just on that alone. Let's just go straight to Fizbo's though, because that's why we're here. Yeah, that's right. Right. At the same time, there might be some other stuff that spills out of that because believe it or not, Underneath all of this conversation about for sale by owners remains a fundamental truth as to why folks mostly that are, if their business is thriving and they have, uh, they have a lever that they can pull, push, pull, whatever, push it up whenever they need to Mm -hmm. go for it. Whatever that thing is, you got yourself some social media, you have, you have an open house system, you have a sphere of influence past client is robust and your business is improving and increasing every year, year after year, duplicated repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So be it. That's great. Right. If you get that, then then it, it begs the question, like, why would we ever leave ourselves vulnerable to market conditions without having something that we can? I, I, will, I will challenge anybody in the world on this one. What do you have in place in your business right now that if someone says, hey, can you drum up $30,000 next month by pushing a lever? Show, yeah. show me the lever. Do it. I can do that. I literally can step into this space right here. 
In fact, I should just do that now and say, no, okay. <laughs> See you later. Because I get so excited about it. I can push a lever up. If I say tomorrow, I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy my wife a new truck, a new SUV. That's going to be more than 30,000. It's going to be way more than 30. Yeah. Don't buy her a $30,000 truck. I got one under order because I was doing this all summer long. So I know exactly how much. <laughs> well, let's talk about for sale by owners. So here's the thing. Like when I call for sale by owners, they're like, oh my gosh. Some of them are like, well, one, they say, do you have a buyer? But let's like, we'll get to that later. But now they're like, oh, you're maybe like the 10th real estate agent that's called. But in reality, there's five or 6,000 real estate agents in my city. Only 10 of them are calling. That means the rest of them are not. Why aren't you calling for sale by owners? He is. And not you. I want to, I want to get, I'll give you the short answer. If you guys want to dig, I don't have a lot of time here, but Underneath it, there's a couple things that are the biggest drivers here. The number one would be a real true like goal that one is going after. So if someone says, here's what I'm going after this year, I'm going to hit that come hook or crook, whether it's unit or volume or income. It's always going to be the money that they're seeking so that it supports what they're going to go after. Is it, right. the, is it the new vehicle? Is it the beautiful home on the ocean? Whatever it is. That's the goal, right? And that goal has to be bigger has to morph the feeling of rejection when someone says something to you on the phone and maybe they hang up on you or the or the call doesn't go that has the goal has to be bigger than that mm-hmm. first and foremost okay. and then secondly it really comes down to one self-concept self-image all of these things are tied to production and productivity meaning if you have a strong sense of who you are your self-concept is the combination of your self-image, the sort of person you conceive yourself to be, your worthiness. Your self-esteem is how much you like yourself and your self-ideal, meaning these are the aspirational states that I desire to be more like or things I wish to have. Those three things are going to drive whether or not you do this on a daily basis and tie to the big goal. So there's the shortest version I can give you on this one. So, self-esteem, self-ideal. Self-ideal, self-esteem, and self-image are the three drivers of the self-concept. There's a three-part formula for helping us understand why people do and do not take action. If they're not getting daily calls or daily appointments and they want those things and they know that their income it needs to be a certain place to not only support their lifestyle, but they aspire for more. They do want to travel the world. They do want to live in a beautiful home. But they're not doing the things that when they know they could do to make that happen. It's all underneath this three-part formula. It's powerful stuff, and it really belongs right in here. And I'm not poo-pooing anybody that doesn't do this particular thing. I am. Better be something. It doesn't have to be Fizbo's. It could be something. You could get really. But Fizbo's, Kevin, are like the easiest. They're the easiest ones. They are literally like there's only like they want the most amount of money or they just like pretending to be a real estate agent. It's perfect. Well, I mean, at EXP, it's great for us because I'm like, hey, have you thought about getting licensed? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, this is awesome. Whole, yeah, that's right. Since, you, since you're selling houses already. But, I mean, come <laughs> on, man. They're not selling houses. That's the key. They're not doing Well, that they're way. not, or they're leaving money on the table or whatever, right? But I'm just saying, like, if you if you decide that you want to do you want to cold call. If your business is not where you want it to be, you want to add calling into it. If I had to choose between for sale by owners and expireds, I would do for sale by owners. It's like the easiest. Okay. Let's say we're all on board with this. It is Fizbo's and that's what we yeah. want to do. Let's talk tactics and techniques. Oh, good. Let's compare scripts. Kevin. So, listen, I want to just, I want to, I want to just, just 
look at your word real quick. You said it's the easiest. I would I would suggest that it's not necessarily the easiest, but there are opportunities every single day in that category. And okay. We, we can control our our business and our most inventory. consistent. Then is that I would say consistent always been likely always will be so those are some pretty important variables i don't know if it's easy because it, it takes a a lot of training and practice to get really good at it i don't intend just to pick up the phone and call people and just have conversations about whatever i intend to get a meeting right and it's I'm but that's a really good point so the the purpose for the call is to set the appointment you're not trying to sell them you're trying to set the appointment so this is a very, that mindset is like critical. Would you agree? It, there's a one word that I think we could insert in this whole thing. The answer is yes. The mindset is absolutely everything. It's underneath it all. There's one word that I bring to this equation that I insert into every single call session before I strap the headset on and I'm going, it's an expectation. Yeah. I have an absolute expectation today. I'm going to go, I'm going to go set to, you know, an appointment or two today because I look at my calendar the beginning of every week, how many do I have on my calendar? If I don't have four on there or five listing appointments, I know what my job is yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the reality is it's like, okay, they they need help. We I know that I I know that they will list with an agent or they will sell for less or will not sell. One of those things will happen. If they are wanting to sell for more and they want to list with the agent, I'm I want to be the one that they list with, right? So if I don't call them, how will they know me? Out of the five or 6,000 real estate agents in Cincinnati, they will never find me. That's right. That's right. They, they, won't, they won't find you. So I think that what, what you're getting at here, Jen, is, is at least for me, this way that I look at it through this lens is that if I know that I have a service, if I know I can serve them, mm-hmm. in other words, I know I can get them across the finish line. And if I also know that I have the ability to, to add increase yeah, that's a term that like I, I like to use because it also falls into my program as well. But adding increase to people means leaving them better off than you find. Right. If I know I can do that and I know for sure and based on experience that I have a formula, a proven system that actually does do that, then I then I then I find it. I feel it to be not only my my duty, but my obligation and responsibility. Yes, you're pulled to it. It's your fiduciary. Yeah. Well, not, you're not a fiduciary it, yet. Yeah. It's not but just like, appointment, not just to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. So most of the the things that I have noticed as I've trained agents is that they just, one of the hurdles is not only mindset, which we, I feel like we've, we've talked a lot about and it does come back to that. That's the base, but like also now, what do you say? Yeah. I just call you up and you're talking about scripts now, right? Yeah. Ring, ring. And so, yeah, we, we can, we can go there. So just, I call you up and say, Hey, this is Kevin Yoder. Then Jen, by the way, Kevin Yoder here, I noticed you have a home for sale in uh, whatever area. And the reason for my call is I'm just, you know, you may, as you probably know, we work with a lot of buyers in the area mm-hmm. and I'd like to get some more information about your home. So, so far, so far, everything I've shared is accurate and truthful. We work with a lot of buyers in the area. I'm calling to get some more information about your home. True. Is it ever not truthful? No. I mean, I oh, it was a weird distinction for yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> no, that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up now in case someone's watching this going, wait a minute. Look, we have, we work with a lot of buyers. I have 35,000 buyers in my database. I can drop a listing in there and hit boom and goes out to everybody. So accurate, true. My agents are working with buyers. I work with buyers. So all that's true. So I start off with that very simple premise. I'm calling to get some more information about your home. Mm-hmm. Tell okay. me about and I always say, hey, Jen, you know, I noticed you have quite a few photos on here on Zillow. Great job. You know, I don't know if you did professional photos, but I'm really liking what I'm seeing here. Okay. 
great. Do you have a buyer? Yeah, you know what? We might very well have a buyer. I'm so glad you asked. This is one of the first things that we'll go over when we get, take a look at your property and get to know your home a little bit more. So the more I can educate myself about your real estate, the more when a buyer asks me about it, I may be able to speak intelligently about it. Sure. Seem, like, seem okay? Yeah, great. Good. So can you tell me what about what is the one thing about your home, Jen? And I, by the way, I noticed you have a wonderful description here. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing all those details. Is there something that stands out to you? You had 30 seconds or maybe 10 seconds to just stand on the top of a mountain and tell a buyer why they should live at your home. What's that one thing? Well, mine's built with two by sixes instead of the other houses are two by fours in the neighborhood. Oh, I know that's like always what we hear. Ah, run, run. Right. It's your fancy outlet covers. That's what it is. Right. Oh, yeah. Great. I don't know. I have a finished, I love my finished basement. Love your finished space. Okay, great. It sounds awesome. And uh, anything else come to mind? The, well, the neighborhood is really nice. All the neighbors are great. We love them. Great. So great neighbors, yeah. finished basement. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, we have this thing called deferred maintenance. Basically what that means, Jen, is that there's some things that maybe sometimes just don't get done mm -hmm. and you wait for the new owner to move in and take care of those projects. Is there anything that falls in that category of, hey, we, we know this probably should be done to the home. We're just not going to do it. Like I mean, there's probably a couple little things, but we keep our um, furnace and air conditioner, you know, like we have it serviced every year. We clean the gutters. We there's there's probably a couple little things, though, but I know that the buyer will get an inspection. Yeah, that's great. OK, so nothing major. And no. so on the lines of that furnace and AC, do you happen to know the ages of those? I mean, they're newer. They're like, you know, 1995. <laughs> They say this things. They say these things, don't they, Kevin? I, and th th here's the answer. This is this this is what's perfect about this is I just simply reply, okay, great. Okay, great. Okay, great. Great. See, I don't. I'm not judging. I'm just getting information. Okay, great. So <laughs> this is why the you, mute button comes so in handy for 40, me. I'm like forty year old furnace. Okay, great. Okay, great. See, I'm not arguing with you. Okay, super. I super duper. Great. So, hey, Jen, thanks for sharing. I appreciate all those details about your house. So if we were to bring a buyer to you in the next, say, 20 or 30 days, would that present a problem for you in any way? No, mm -mm, that works. That works for you. Yeah. Okay. An ideal timeline for you. In other words, what's the sweet spot for you to, to move out of the home? Well, we're building right now, so it should be done in, I think it's going to be done in a couple of months. Okay. Okay. Got it. So sometime in the month of, of October. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So timing for you, if we could somehow time that so you would have the buyer buy it, close on it, and you could stay in the home until such time that your home is ready, would that be ideal? Yeah, that's ideal. Yeah. Okay, got it. I just noted that. So thank you for sharing and bringing that clarity to this to this conversation. I really appreciate it. And so um, I'm curious then, Jen, if I were to bring a buyer to you that would purchase your house at your price and close around your schedule, mm -hmm. buyer has no sales contingencies and zero inspection issues and zero appraisal issues. In other words, Jen, uh, it's the buyer you've been looking for and you're in control the entire time. But more importantly, way more important than all of that, the check that I hand you at the closing table is the same, but very likely significantly more than you can accomplish by selling yourself. When you, would you be open-minded to having me show you how I can help you accomplish this by listing with me? Oh, I thought we were talking about a buyer. Yeah, potentially for sure. And, yeah. And what we found is that what sellers really love mm -hmm. a buyer is multiple buyers. 
Yeah, that'd be great. Reason being, because whenever that happens, the price always goes up and you do want mm-hmm. the amount of money, don't you? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So if you knew that, that by, by adopting a, a, a very specific uh, proven formula that you could net more at the closing, mm-hmm. you're actually going to make more money and save more time and line okay. up perfectly for you. Would you want to at least take a look at that formula if you knew, if you knew that one existed? Yeah, sure. I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's one of the first things that you'll that we're going to go over when you meet with me. Okay. I'm good. Sure. And, okay, awesome. And so, by the way, it looks like I'm going to be in your area a couple of times next week. What works better for you, afternoons or evenings? Um, afternoons better. Afternoons are better. Okay, super. You know, it looks like I have uh, Tuesday at three or Wednesday at two. What works better for you? Uh, Wednesday. Are you bringing a buyer too? You know what? Here's what's awesome about this. Now that I know more about your home and you've shared with me some great nuggets on mm-hmm. the next few days, combing through the database and talking with all the folks that we're working with to see if we possibly can. And at okay. the same time, what's what's equally great about that is that I'm going to share with you my marketing strategy that is right now in this very market getting for sale by owners, top dollar, more money they can get on their own. And by the way, here's the thing, Jen, I want to make sure that we're super clear on this. This is not an obligation to work together. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a meeting. We're going to take a look at your house. If I cannot help you mm-hmm. or money in your pocket at the closing table, I will let you know that right up front. Does that seem like okay? Anything? Yeah, that sounds good. Super. So here's what happens next. I'm going to send you an email. So I can. I don't know if I'm. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, right? okay. I'll see you next week. I hang up the phone and I then I grab my uh, phone and I do a quick little bomb bomb video a video text. Oh, nice. I send it to him. I'm like, hey, I'm putting a face to a voice. Now that we've met. I'm looking forward to meeting you next week. Save this number in your phone if you need me. Between that's so time. good. That's like a little cherry. Every time. Cherry on the cake. Yeah. I like now, it. Kevin, let Go me ahead. ask you this, because that script obviously sounds very organic and mm-hmm. authentic and awesome, and not really like a script. Even though I know you were following a process. Yeah, it's right here. You can I even think, read it. Yeah, I'm sure. And so what I where I think this derails for agents is that they don't feel like they have a proven system mm, good to point. help the client. I think anybody that really felt like they had a cure to cancer would call anybody with cancer and say, I've got a cure, yeah. right? But they don't have that. Yeah. So that is a really good point. Now here, let's just center on this for a second. How many years do, do doctors go to school before they're allowed to practice in and do surgery a lot longer than real estate agents. Of course, right? And we go with our forty-hour class, and we go through our basic training to get licensed, and then we go out and start performing surgery. Big, big, big problem. And so you've opened up a can of worms here. Is that the idea? Is that we need to develop a proven formula? How dare we go out there in the marketplace and promise people that we're going to help them if we don't have a proven malpractice? How do you do it? Well, yeah. wait. We no, should take yeah. a break, though. Oh, we should. How do you do it when we return? Mm-hmm. Thank God you caught us. Yes. <laughs> let's let's hear a, take a break and hear a word from our favorite partners. And when we return, we will find out all the secrets. Why do 85% of real estate agents get out of the business in less than three years? Well, the main factor is that these agents don't realize that they own their own business. So my coach, Coach John Kitchens, has put together a free clarity report for us. This is whether you want to earn 100000 this year or a million. This report will give you the clarity you need to thrive in your business and not be a statistic. 
Go to coachcodeclarity.com for your free clarity report outlining what your success looks like. If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club, book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. All right, welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside the ring, which is more of a just an amazing informative ring versus so a battle today. But before we answer the I'm question- I'm trying to fight with Kevin, with, though. He's not uh, fighting with me. No, he's too good for that. <laughs> uh, before we go back to that question of how do you get the proven track record, you used a phrase I need to ask you about. You said- hook or crook what's that what what's hook or crook is that an old do you not jen can you back me up on this have you heard that term i have you have these are things that old people older people throw (laughs) like little terms and phrases it's like saying like come to hell or high water is that hook or crook what is that alan always says ifs and buts and candies and nuts and that's like a super old saying and i'm always like what does that even mean like giggles and skittles and i, I don't know i don't get okay. it so to answer your question is a normal saying. I, I really don't know what that came from i do it means and i use it all. yeah it means hell or high water like i just don't want to say hell on the phone with somebody that i just met because it might just you know it depends <laughs> All right, so we understand the language to use, but the problem is we don't have confidence in our own ability to go there and sh- demonstrate to them that they, you can actually make them more money, net them more money. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay, so you, there's two things I think that are in here. Number one is is there's the system side of things, and that there's also like the, the documentation of. So what? what is the thing that would allow you to say that you have a proven system? What's, what's, what's the thing that would allow you to say that? If you had evidence of a system working for a seller. Yeah. How many times must you perform that system and get them uh, and create a world-class experience for you to say that it's proven? Once. One time. <laughs> One time. One time. Proven system. Now, they're happy at the closing table. They've given you a handshake or a hug. They're smiling ear to ear. They're very grateful. They've given you referrals. You got them more money. Proven, 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 proven. Got yeah. it. That's all you need. Got it, right? Right. Done. So, yeah. With the mindset of leaving people better off than you found them, you're going to seek out ways to do that. That's little special things you can send. Even from the very beginning, when I send them that video text, that's my way of starting off this relationship in a way that they know I am different. Gosh darn it. I'm not your average run-of-the-mill real estate agent. You can't find me on, on the street corner. Well, Oh, hey. that's where they live? Maybe. That's where the agents live? That's where the average agents live. Oh, my God. What Kevin, is going on in Grand Rapids? Wow. Come hook or crook. I no, think no, hook or crook. All is just flowing out. You know what I'm saying. There are, are you saying hook or crook? Hooker, hooker, hooker. Is this hooker, what we're talking hooker, about? Hooker, Here's, hooker. Listen, 
<laughs> even, even, yes, all of that. This is what makes you a great coach, Kevin, because I just get angry. But also here's like the reality. The reality is, is do you believe as a real estate agent that you can cast a wider net through your network and through the other agents than they can with the stupid for sale by owner sign in the yard? Who casts a wider net? Well, what if they're on the MLS? Do you think that just being on the MLS is what prompts a house to sell? I think that's what most agents think. Oh my God, return your license. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I always go to the spokes on the wheel when it comes to this conversation. Yeah, I get that. MLS is a spoke on the marketing wheel. So is Zillow. By the way, you're on Zillow. Super duper. You've got about maybe a 5% market penetration on your listing. It's not getting the job done, but they also take photos with their iPhones. Mm -hmm. And so they got some grainy, stupid photos. They have of all six dogs in the picture. Yeah, like they're, they're just horrible. Like I, that, this is going to kill it right there, right? What's the number one thing that, that brings on emotions from buyers? It's the photography, right? written description, and both of those the things. Staging. The staging. Staging, photography, pricing, so strategy. So my point is, is we have as agents at our disposal access to training, Go to the trainings, access to systems, adopt a system, mm -hmm. be more system like about it than then be more systematized than you would be, say, more like shooting at the hip. Create a system and call it something, the ultimate home selling system or Monica's Monica's whiz bang seller. <laughs> whiz bang. I like it. Whatever you this package and call it something. Girl from the streets. Got it. Monica's I'll sell your house. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. But to your point, Kevin, I think that like if you actually wrote down everything that you did when you got uh, either a property that you were gonna sell or you got a buyer that you were trying to find a house, it would be more than putting a sign in the yard praying to God it sells and putting it in the MLS. It will be more, I guarantee it. And if it's not, do you have a happy client? Probably do you not. think, Kevin, do you think Jen is angry? At the oh, do you sense like anger? I, I don't think she's angry. I think she's, I think she's honest and I think she knows what she's talking about here. She's got, she's okay. asking some good questions. I don't think there's anger, but. <laughs> oh, she's angry. You know, <laughs> So here's the challenge. The challenge is, is we all know this to be true that we have, we do have the MLS. It's a, it's a, it's a hub that mm -hmm. syndicates. It's a hub. Watch my hands. Syndicates. Okay. <laughs> so I use that and listen. To this. I knock stuff over. It's a hub that syndicates. So it's the center that then allows us to publish out to all the thousands of websites all over the world. You have one. You have Zillow. I got thousands of websites and I have professional photography. I fly drones over. We make this thing look like it's the, pre the prettiest penny on the, on the street. It's a, it's like, it's out of the pages of a magazine folks. So, and then we capture feedback through technology. We deliver that to you at your fingertips, all these things together. So we know this to be true. The problem is they don't know that they have, we have all this to our disposal. But to your point, though, it has to start with the agent, right? I also know this to be true because when I call the for sale by owner, only 10 of my colleagues have called them. So that means everybody else isn't. I can guarantee you, I because if I list it, I'm going to get more calls on it because they're more comfortable calling me than you, the for sale by owner, as evidenced by the amount of calls you didn't get. Good point. That's really good And why is that? I mean, in your head, like as an agent, I'm thinking, why are my colleagues not calling? But it's exactly what we're talking about, right? 
Well, there's so much here. There, there, we're not so much. Because we, we, you know, if you, if you hear them say they're not paying a commission, so there's one reason why we wouldn't call. And so they put them in a corner. We can't do that with listed properties. We can't blackball them. But it, uh, for sale by owner, you could simply, you could avoid that listing because mm-hmm. you're not going to be compensated. Why would you bring a buyer through? Mm-hmm. It's putting yourself in major, a major risk of, of selling it for just basically to investors or just to the um, person that wants to get a deal. But so we know they don't know it's our job. It's our job. I always say, don't, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Oh, it's my fault. I got a t-shirt. It says it's my fault on it. Fault. I love it. I love, I love that. that. Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better, man. Yeah, that's, that's freaking locked good. in. Get yeah. better. Can we, fire, can we fire some objections at you? Hell yeah. Go. You, know, you would handle that? All right. We'll alternate here. Jen, you want to oh. go first or you want me to go first? For for sale by owner? Yeah. Pretend oh, you yeah, sure. I could do one. Well, I used to be a real estate agent, so I know what I'm doing. Oh my gosh. That's great. So when did you sell real estate? In 1980s. This That's is old, you changed your furniture. This is real shit. This know, happens. Yeah, Those for sale by owners are realtors. Am I right? In yes. their minds. Yes, the answer is true. Okay, great. Um, okay, great. See, this is not going to change. <laughs> I have a 30-year-old furnace. Okay, great. I used to sell real estate. Okay, oh, great. Super duper. So I'm just curious, then, what, t- what has you going at this this way versus hiring a professional because you you were an agent at one point you relied yeah. on oh. yeah mm-hmm. i mean i know what to, i know what to do yeah 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 so that's great and so what i would what i would love for you to do is just sell your house on your own yeah yeah okay, great. sounds you have a great buyer? and if some yeah maybe that's why we're talking today mm-hmm. and if, i'm just curious when you put that sign in your yard and you slammed it in the ground and you were like this is the, this is the way i'm going to do it did you do you have a, another decision maker in the process with you jen um, no, just me. Just you. Okay. So when you did that, did you, did you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to give this thing a shot for a period of time mm-hmm. until such time that it doesn't, if it doesn't work out the way that I want, then I'll look at a plan B, which is hiring a professional, what I used to be. I haven't thought about that yet. No, okay. oh, but something you might, yeah. if it doesn't work out, might you be open-minded to that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, sure. I just didn't think we'd get there, but yeah. And, and by the way, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I, if you can sell it on your own, I will come over and high five you. I may even buy you a beer. That's great. And right. if I reason, drink White Claw. Mm, well, mm. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I'm sorry. I would agree with you and you say, say that's great. Great. White Claw is great. <laughs> but I like how you asked about the, like, you're basically asking what's your plan, man? You know, like, do you have a plan in place? What What's going to happen next if, if what you originally thought didn't work? And that's a really good, that can work on a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so here's what I, again, though, remember, my intentions are very clear. I'm still not going to leave it at that, even though I brought that up now. I'm just kind of, I'm at this point, if, if like you're here, I'm literally going around the circumference of the prospect trying to figure out where I can find my way in. Right. It means I have multiple ways to do this, not just the one, not a one shot approach. So I'm still going to go back to this script, believe it or not. And I'll still go back. So, you know, Jen, I, that's great. You were an agent before, so you kind of understand there's some tools available to us that allow, and that's actually gotten a lot more robust and more powerful in the last 30 years. Yeah. And that might change a lot. And so I am curious though, even though you had this experience before, if I were to bring a buyer to you that would purchase your house at your price and close around your timeline and they remove all the contingencies, no appraisal issues, no inspection issues, and the check that I do hand you at the closing table is exceedingly higher 
then you can get on your own, even with your previous experience being a licensed agent, even with that in place. If you can get more money and save yourself the time and the hassle, would you want to at least know about it? Would you want to at least avail yourself to the proven formula? So then I would say, okay, Kevin, how do you, how can you guarantee that a buyer will come without an inspection contingency and all those things you just are promising me? Yeah, a lot of times, that's a great question. And I'm glad you brought it up. A lot of times what happens is when we have one buyer that is interested in the property, usually doesn't work. They're going to ask you for the world. Mm -hmm. But when we have 15 or 10 or 15 buyers all fighting for the same property. They start to drop these, these silly contingencies in an effort to get in the home. They want to live in your home. Mm -hmm. If I can get one buyer that's aware of another buyer, that's aware of another buyer, they'll fight. You see, the reason why, Monica, is because we fight for what we can't have that we want. You see mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Someone else is going to get what we want. Mm -hmm. The gloves are off. But I've heard the market is a little different now. We're not getting those multiple offers. Is that true? They're just a little bit different. It's just a little bit different. So we're still in the seller's market. People say, they ask me, hey, Kevin, is this a bad market or a good market? And my response is always the same. It always has been. It's neither. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. It's either a seller's market or a buyer's market. So I'm glad you asked. We still are in a seller's market. It's just not this extreme, crazy, over-the-top thing we saw last year, which is actually very good. Because then if you're selling to buy, you have a little more time to navigate around and get a smoother process for you. Thanks. Well, I just don't really want to pay yeah. that much commission. Will you do it for less? Yeah, that's a great question. So my question for you is this. What's more important to you, Jen? Really think about it. Having a higher sales price mm -hmm. or letting your friends know that you sold your home paying less commission. What's a, more, what's a stronger driver for you? I mean, I'd rather sell my house for more. Right. And so if, we, if that price is higher and it offsets the commission, mm -hmm. you end up at the closing table with a check in your hand and it's, it's literally more. The money says payable to Jen, mm -hmm. the dollar amount there, that's higher than you could get on your own. Would you be okay with that idea? I mean, I would, Monica. I, that's fine. Come on. <laughs> I would like more money. Yes. Sure. Come on. Thank you. Like, who's going to say no to that question? Unless you don't understand. Some ding dong. Like, right. Kevin, on average, if you do not set the appointment on the first call, how many follow-up calls and what do those look like yeah. before you get the appointment? What's your average? That's really good. So I go for the first appointment. If, if it's, a, it's a hard no, I called the guy last week, Friday. He was an agent before he knew me. <gasps> yeah. And I said, hey, tell you what, he's like, I'm going to do this a couple of weeks on my own. I said, tell you what, but that's great. And I said, um, here's what we'll do. I said, on Monday, you have an open house this weekend. I'm going to call you on Monday and ask you how the open house went. That's going to be my question. And do you have any offers? And this is not going to be like, I'm not going to be aggressive with you. I'm going to ask you how it's going. I'm going to ask you, do you have an offer? And I'm going to ask you, are you, do you want to meet? That's it. Mm -hmm. And so I called him today. He said, had a few showings, no offers, no one put a thing in writing yet. And uh, you know what, Kevin, he goes, I want another week. I want to do another week. I said, great. So it sounds like you want to give yourself another week. He said, yeah, call me next week, Monday. I go, better yet. I'll call you Friday. So then we can set a meeting next week if things don't shake out this coming weekend. Fair enough? Fair enough. And I rock it again. I schedule an appointment for myself. To, it pops up on my screen. You know, so, so, but then if it's, if it's past that, let's say it goes beyond two weeks or three weeks. They've either sold or they've listed with someone else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and if I'm calling them and they're not answering, 
some of the times they've been basically they're ghosting at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but I yeah. use a combination of texting and calling and video. I'm not just leaving it just as a text. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely calling them, leaving a voicemail and texting the one to punch. So they're, they're, they're hearing me. They're experiencing what this is going to possibly be like. And um, does that answer your question? I want to make sure I'm yeah. getting it. Yeah. You could also have all your friends call and ask if it's for rent. <laughs> that gets them off the fence real See how generals? See how generals? Yeah. You know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know what? That's so that's so that's so weak. What you gotta do is you have all your friends offer them a low ball offers. Yes. Yeah. Or ask if they'll do owner financing. Yeah, or rent to own. Yeah, rent right. Owner. Right. Or have one of them show up at the house at an open house and steal something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that too? All right. Oh my gosh. There is so good. I mean, there's so much more here. And Kevin, I know you could probably do a three hour class on this, but we do have, this has probably been one of our longest podcasts. I think there's been so much information. Yeah. I appreciate that. What, what systems are you using? What's your go-to dialer? Uh, Vulcan dialer. Okay. Vulcan, Vulcan seven is what it's called. Vulcan 7. Yeah. I think like Vulcan seven is like the daddy, right? The daddy of all the dialers. And then if people want to just dip their little toe in the water, we like red X. Cause you red can X get like just for sale by owners or right. just expired. It's a much more affordable product. And then once you, you know, get going, I mean, yeah, I think the dialer might be a little bit intimidating for some folks getting into calling. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have oh, to do sure. that. You don't have to do it. This information is where you're getting it. Right? Yeah. When I started first starting calling about November of last year, Fizbo's, I was using what's called land voice. So they're just, oh, yeah, that's another that's, one. right. So yeah. yeah, I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it for sale by owners are the best. Get out there. Call one today. That's good. Kevin, how can people get a hold of you? I know you have a great, website you also have a great youtube site if you want more information from kevin give them that yeah best best to go to yoda results my last name right there and then results at the end two r's if you're not watching it's y-o-d-e-r and then results results there you'll find links to my videos and i've got sales training right on that website which brings you into a lot of these recorded calls i have with live for sale by owners so if you want to hear this playing out live i'm this is not just stuff we're, we're just playing with here it works oh that's cool love it yeah so and good. um i'm in kevin's um thinking into results which i think you have on that page as well which Thank has you. been a really cool class and i'm enjoying a lot actually well great Get those results all right well thanks for listening thanks for tuning in be sure to share this podcast with somebody that you know might be thinking about for sale by owners as a strategy and um thanks for tuning in jen yeah do you have any um questions, definitely hit up yorderresults.com. And Monica and I are also looking for people to join our team. So if you would like to work with us, call or text me at 513-400-1691. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Thank you Kevin. Thanks and Jen, I'll see you next time. Appreciate yeah. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.